As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Do you feel like you never really know what your followers actually want you to post? You post the things that you think they want to see, but then your posts just don't do well. You feel like you're doing everything right. You're starting with a hook, you're including a call to action, you're writing a great caption, your editing looks good, but for whatever reason, you're just not getting the views or engagement you feel like you deserve. Well, in today's episode, I'm gonna help you come up with your content, whether it's for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, threads, whatever, that should actually help you get views and engagement because you're going to be creating the content that your followers actually want to see. I'm going to help you answer the question, what the heck should I post? And let's start by talking about a very popular strategy that I myself have even recommended in the past that I no longer think is effective and is actually probably hurting your overall account engagement. And that is asking for your followers' feedback. And again, I know this is gonna sound a little bit hypocritical because we just did this on this podcast just a few months ago, asking for your feedback in the comments. But tell me if this sounds familiar. You post a YouTube video or an Instagram story or a TikTok, and you say something along the lines of, what do you wanna see next? or let me know in the comments what I should post about next or let me know what content you want to see more of from me. And then either one of two things happens. Oftentimes you get very little responses, you get very low engagement on those kinds of posts. And without getting too far into it, that's because you're asking your followers to do a lot. You're asking for them to be creative for you and you're asking for a very high level of engagement. And likely you're doing this because you're getting low engagement as it is. So it was a strategy that was kind of destined to fail from the start. But let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say you make one of those posts or you say something like that in one of your posts and you actually do get responses. You actually do get feedback and people chiming in on what they want to see next or what they want you to cover and address. And then you go out and create that content. You make posts that address their needs, that answer their questions, and that solve the problems or talk about the things that they want you to talk about. But then when you actually go to post those things, they don't get very good engagement. Why is that? Well, it's because oftentimes we don't know what we want. There have been many studies that have shown that we oftentimes choose things that are against our own best interest, or we say we want something when in reality, our behavior shows that we actually are chasing after something else. And this is more than just a social media thing, of course. This is just a human nature thing. We are not great predictors of what we're going to want in the future. We're not great predictors at what is going to make us happy in the future. And we don't always make decisions based off our own best interests because there are just so many factors that can play in to expressing our needs, our wants and desires, and what we want to see on social media in the future. And so my recommendation for you is to stop asking your audience what they want to see next. 
Now, if you're someone who has a highly, highly engaged community, you have a super active comment section, or you just have a massive following, you have hundreds of thousands of followers or subscribers, and they're all very active and loyal and engaged, maybe that level of a community is going to give you such a large sample size that you are going to get good feedback, and maybe your audience is an audience that is great at predicting what they want to see in the future. But most likely, you've clicked on this today, having already asked your audience for feedback, and then you end up feeling frustrated because you deliver on what they say they want, but what they say they want isn't what they end up engaging with. So with all of that being said, I have three different strategies for you to help figure out what your audience actually wants because their behavior leaves clues. And really the overarching principle that applies to all three of the strategies that I'm about to share with you is that we should start looking at their behavior and their actions rather than asking them to predict what they're going to want in the future. We're going to use the past, the history of our audience's interactions to predict their future interactions. And so strategy number one is what we like to call in the Insta Club Hub and here at Build Your Tribe, upcycling. Upcycling essentially refers to the idea of taking a post from 90 days ago or more. So something you've posted three months ago or prior and either reposting it directly, taking the exact same post and just posting it again, or recreating some sort of refreshed or slightly modified version. Now, when you are looking at the past posts, in order to decide what posts you should repost and recreate, I recommend focusing on three forms of engagement. The first form of engagement that I recommend prioritizing is shares. Whether you are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever, if your content is getting shared, it's reaching more people and it's most likely having a relatively high view rate. If someone is willing to share your content, it's because it made a very strong impact on them. Leaving a like or a save while appreciated doesn't really mean that much to us content creators and business owners because it's a relatively low form of engagement. It's very simple and easy to do. It doesn't cost very much, so to speak, from our followers, and it doesn't really show that our content resonated with them that strongly. However, if someone is willing to share your content, whether on Instagram to their Instagram stories, whether within direct messages, sending it to their partner or in a group chat or whatever, shares are a form of engagement that are weighted very, very heavily by every single social media algorithm because they bring more people to the platform and they keep people on the platform for longer. So the first form of engagement that I recommend prioritizing when you're looking at your old content and deciding what did well, like what kind of post should I create more of or recreate in the future? Future, look at shares. So if I have a post that got 30 shares, another post that got 5,000 shares, I'll look at that post that got 5,000 shares and either I will just repost it again or I will slightly recreate it and slightly modify it, but still address the same topic or use a similar hook or cover some sort of similar question or problem or issue in the new post. And of course, the past performance doesn't guarantee future performance, but it is a pretty good indicator or predictor of future performance. And if nothing else, it gives me an idea without having to come up with a new one. It gives me an idea of something that I can create that my audience will likely enjoy. The second form of engagement that I recommend prioritizing and focusing on when you're looking at your past content is follows or new subscribers. Again, depending on your platform, the exact metric or what they call it or where they show it is going to vary. But if you're getting a lot of new followers from a post, you can realistically predict that all of your new followers, or at least a lot of your new followers that you've gained in the last 90 days, are going to enjoy that kind of content. 
If someone's seeing one of your YouTube videos or listening to one of your podcasts or seeing one of your reels and following you because of it, they're essentially directly telling you that that is what they want to see more of. They're not following you for something else. They're following you for that reason. So if you have a post that gets you a lot of follows or a lot of subscribers, that is a post that I would definitely recommend reposting or recreating. And then the third kind of engagement that I recommend prioritizing when you're upcycling your past content is comments. Comments often oftentimes show a very high level of engagement or at least interest from your community. Oftentimes posts with a lot of comments might have done so because it was something that was breaking news. And so you might not be able to repost something like that. But if it's something that is maybe slightly controversial, something that is a new idea, something that just really made an impact on people, they're more likely to leave comments. And so that is a great kind of post that you can upcycle or recreate in the future. That is definitely the place that I recommend starting. And the awesome thing is that as time progresses and as you start to post more and more content, as you've been consistent for months, if not years, you're going to have a large bank of content to pull from. You're going to have a lot of old posts that you can look at to draw inspiration from and also to learn insights about your audience without having to directly ask them for their feedback. But if you're a brand new content creator or if you've only been consistent for a few months, well, then you might not even have posts that are more than 90 days old. And maybe you do have a few posts that are more than 90 days old, but they're not great representatives presentations of your audience's interests because those posts were when you were brand new and just getting started. So if that's the case and you're someone who doesn't really have very many posts outside of 90 days ago to look at, you can look at your industry leaders for great insights as to what your audience is looking for. And this is strategy number two for how to come up with more content, how to figure out what exactly your audience is looking for. Most likely there are other people who do what you do and maybe they're not doing exactly what you do. Maybe they're not selling the exact same product that you sell, but they're doing something similar or their audience is at least aligned enough that you can get a pretty accurate prediction as to what your audience would like based off what their audience likes. And really the key here is focusing on the demographics of that creator or that industry leader. And of course, you might not know exactly. They might not post screenshots of how old their followers are, where their followers are from, what gender their followers are, but you can more or less gauge and, and come up with a pretty good idea of hey, who's following this person? Who is this person's content likely appealing to? One way that you could kind of spot check and make sure you're on the right track is just to read through their comment section. If you see a comment section that is full of a bunch of 20-year-olds, but you're trying to attract people in their 40s, well, then maybe this content creator isn't exactly aligned with you in terms of their ideal audience. But just taking a quick look at the comments section and seeing who is regularly interacting with this person is a pretty good indicator of what their overall audience looks like as a whole. Then once you've found a handful of content creators who have a similar ideal audience and talk about a similar topic to you, the two places that I recommend checking are YouTube and TikTok. And that's because YouTube and TikTok don't require any sort of third-party website or app in order to figure out what this content creator's best content is. On YouTube, you can just go to their channel, visit the page that shows you all the videos, and then there's two buttons at the top, one that says latest and one that says popular. Once you click on that popular tab, you will see all of their most viewed videos. And also, I think this is a good time to note that I don't recommend blindly recreating or stealing any video from someone else, but you can use it for inspiration. So if you sort someone in your industry who's very 
popular, maybe they have a lot of subscribers or they're kind of known as a, a thought leader in your space, go to their YouTube channel, sort their videos by whatever is most popular, and then check out the videos that they've posted in the last year or two that have done very well for them, the videos that have gotten the most views. And again, I'm not recommending stealing that video and copying the title word for word and just recreating your own version of it, but use those titles as inspiration and ideas, if nothing else, indications as to what your audience is likely going to want to see from you in the near future. And the second platform that I already mentioned is TikTok. You can do something very similar on TikTok that you can on YouTube. However, I think a lot less people are familiar with how to do it on TikTok, but it's very, very simple, very similar to YouTube. Just go to the TikTok creators page who you want to get ideas or inspiration from, and then you'll see the three little bars on the left-hand side of the middle of their profile page. Basically, it's the main feed that shows you all of the videos that they've posted. And next to that, you'll see a little tiny downward triangle arrow thing. If you tap on that, it will actually allow you to sort their entire profile page by the most popular videos rather than just the most recent videos. And so this is a really great way to see what TikToks have done the best for this content creator. And that might be really useful for you as someone who is also a short form video creator. Maybe you're also posting on Instagram or TikTok. And so the YouTube content isn't as applicable to you, but someone who's posting short form content on TikTok, that is very applicable and it is very useful for you to get these ideas and inspiration from. And I want to pause before we go any further to talk a little bit about this idea of stealing content. What is original? What is a recreation? What is inspiration versus just flat out copying someone else? I think that there's a lot of gray area. There's definitely a wrong. There's definitely a right. But most of us exist in this space of gray area where we're constantly consuming things. We're constantly watching videos and we're constantly getting inspired by other content creators. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with creating a video on a similar topic as someone else. There's nothing wrong. If someone gives their three tips to become a better rock climber, you give your three tips to become a better rock climber where we do start to get out of the gray area and into the, Hey, you're kind of in the wrong. You shouldn't do that is when you start to use someone else's script change a few words and then call it your own or where you're starting to literally transcribe someone else's video. And now you're just reading it yourself as if it was your own words. That's plagiarism. When you take someone else's idea and you literally repost it, you download their video and you post it without asking them permission, without crediting them or anything like that, that's literally stealing their content. But if you're watching their content and you see their hook or you see the title of the video or you hear what the video is about and you're like, yeah, I could do my own version of that. Yeah, I could do my own take on that trend. Yeah, I could do my own three tips when they gave their three tips. That is totally fine and there's nothing wrong with it. And I think intention does matter in this conversation. Are you trying to steal their content? Are you trying to rip someone off? Are you trying to take someone else's hard work and use it for your own personal gain? Or are you using their content for inspiration? Are you getting ideas from their content? Are you someone who struggles to come up with what to post? And so you're gonna look to leaders who are literally setting the example of what audiences like yours want to see. And the simplest thing that you can do is if you're ever not sure, if you've ever created a piece of content or you plan on creating a piece of content or you have an idea, but you feel like you're kind of getting in that zone where it's too far, you've crossed the line, it's not okay, 
just reach out to the content creator and ask their opinion, ask their thoughts. You could, in the idea phase, say, hey, I saw this video that you made. It inspired me to create my own version talking about this. Here's what I planned on saying. I wanted to check with you and make sure that that was okay. Make sure that you didn't feel like I was just ripping you off or stealing your idea. If you say something like that, I can almost guarantee that if the person replies, they'll be like, Psh, go for it. Hey, by all means, I inspired you. Knock your socks off. If you've already created the content or you've already scripted it out, maybe you've already even made the final product, you could also just send it to them and say, hey, I saw a video you posted in the past. It really inspired me to talk about something similar or to do my own version. Here's what I made. I wanted to send it to you before posting to make sure that you were cool with me sharing this because truly I was inspired by your content and I am in no way trying to rip you off or steal what you posted. Basically, if you're forthcoming and honest with people, nine times out of 10, they're going to be flattered that their content inspired you that much and they're going to be touched that you were willing to reach out to them because as content creators, especially as a large content creator like myself, I got to tell you, there are so many people who do rip off my content, who take what I post and steal the script word for word and just post it themselves. There's also so many people who take my reels or my TikToks or my YouTube videos and they save them to their device and they post them on their own social media as if it were themselves posting as if they were the ones creating it, giving me no credit, asking for no permission mission before doing so. And so with that high of a volume of people who are literally stealing my content, if you're someone who's taking the time to reach out to me and ask like 10 out of 10 times, 12 out of 10 times, I'm going to be like, heck yes, go for it. I'll probably even go to your page and hype up that post, leave a nice comment and like it myself, because I appreciate that you took the time to reach out to me and make sure that everything was cool before you posted something similar to what I shared. So again, to recap, strategy number one for figuring out what your audience wants is looking at their past interactions, your own past posts to see what did well. Strategy number two was looking at thought leaders and industry leaders who are getting a lot of views or engagement within your niche. And strategy number three is what I like to call reverse searching. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube now combined to make the world's largest search engine. And more than half of Gen Z is using Instagram and TikTok to search for things more than Google and YouTube, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, but it also makes sense. We're spending so much of our time on our phones, on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And so of course, that's the platform that we're using to search for things. Personally, I got to say more often than not recently, I've been going to TikTok to find answers, to find recommendations, to look things up rather than going to YouTube, which is kind of crazy to think about because I'm someone who was raised going to Google and Googling it. But with the idea in mind that all of us are using social media to search for things, there are some tools, some websites that you can use to look up what people are looking up, basically to search for what people are searching for. And that is a direct indication of what they want. Because if someone is willing to Google or search on YouTube or search on TikTok or Instagram for a solution, it is a direct indication that that is a gap in the market. That is something that they want answered. That is a topic that they want discussed and they don't already see it often enough on their feed to know the answer. And so they're searching it. And so that's why strategy number three is reverse searching. One really popular platform that I've recommended a few times before is called Answer the Public. Answerthepublic.com. Essentially, you go to Answer the Public, you can type in a topic or a keyword that is related to your niche or industry and it will give you hundreds of different categories of search queries that people have put in that they are looking for on Google. And it is so thorough. There's a category on comparison. So people who are comparing that keyword to some other keyword. There are people who are asking questions. There are every single kind of question, how, what, when, where, why with that keyword. There's that keyword plus 
the letter A plus the letter B plus the letter C. So you're able to get a really comprehensive data set of what are people looking up related to this industry or keyword. And all of those things are post ideas. All of those things are free pieces of content that people want to see that you can now go out and create. My second favorite tool is called VidIQ. And it's something that I use all the time, especially for YouTubing and podcasting to see what are people searching for and specifically how are people searching for these things? Like what words are they using? What terms are they using to describe what they're looking for? Because there's a lot of different ways that you can say the same thing. There's a lot of different ways that you can say three tips for rock climbing, three tips to be a better rock climber, three things that you need to know to start rock climbing, beginner rock climber starting guide. Like there's so many different ways to essentially say the same thing. And so using vidIQ is a great way for me to test out different phrases, different keywords, see what people are searching for, and also see how people are searching for things. And then the third way, which is another one of my favorite ways of reverse searching is looking at hashtags. So I'll go to hashtags on Instagram or on TikTok. I'll just type in hashtag and then I'll type in whatever the phrase is or the keyword or the niche or the industry that I want to make a post about. And then I'll just see what some of the top posts are focused on. Do they all have like a negative connotation? Do they all use a positive hook? Are they all really lengthy storytelling type of videos? Do they all use the same filter or effect? Maybe they're all using a green screen. Maybe they're all super long videos with short captions. I'll look at the top posts within hashtags to see, first of all, what is already out there, but also to look for where are there gaps in the market? So again, maybe if I'm looking at hashtag beginner rock climbing tips, I guess that's the niche we're going with today. And I'm seeing that all of the top videos on TikTok with that hashtag are women who are sitting at a desk and they have a green screen behind them and the green screen has all the different tips and they're kind of sharing with you some recommendations and some gear that they think that you should have. And I say that, hey, there's a gap in the market there. There's mainly women, so there's not really any men creating content related to this topic. And all these women are sitting at a desk. And so instead, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to stand next to the rock that I'm about to do rock climbing on. And instead of just having a green screen behind me, I'm actually going to hold up the gear and I'm actually going to just speak all of the tips that I'm going to share. And so that way, I'm creating a video on a similar, if not the same topic, but I'm putting my own spin on it and I'm creating it in a slightly different, slightly refreshed or unique way where some people might be looking for that. Maybe my audience is a bunch of men in their 20s and so they're more likely to resonate with another man in his 20s who's a beginner rock climber and so they're more likely to gravitate towards a video from me rather than these videos of women sitting at their desks, for example. Just remember that success always leaves clues. Rather than asking for people's feedback, rather than constantly polling your audience, trying to figure out what they think they want to see next, just look at what they've engaged with in the past. Whether it's on your own page, popular industry leaders pages, or popular hashtags within your industry, whatever people are engaging with regularly and frequently is a good predictor of what they're going to engage with in the future. Now go out there and create some content, and as always, happy networking. Thank you.